And there has to be something that helps you as a brand or gives you as a brand some sort of powerful identity that resonates with your customers, with your clients, that is unique and different than all the other beauty brands. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Sinkula, CEO of Digital Dawn, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. Here on the Ecom Profit Podcast, I open Pandora's box and share with you and other ecom business owners weekly topics that will help you explode your business online. I outline my tried and true secret sauce, the D2D method, that's guaranteed to bring your business results. As an entrepreneur myself, I try to pull out all the same entrepreneurial passions in others. So get ready to be fired up about your business and let's have a great time. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Singula. And today we are going to talk about building an e-commerce brand strategies for a powerful identity that resonates. Okay, so that is like the structured title of this. But really, what I want to talk about today is why building a brand in e-commerce is really so important. And I'm talking about more than just what you think of when you think about a brand's colors or you think about a brand's logo or you think about a brand's, um, you know, kind of overall aesthetic feel. I'm talking about a powerful brand in addition to those things that really resonates with your audience. So I'm talking about things like how and why customer service is important, what it is about your personal mission and why that personal mission will resonate with your customers. So let's get into this. Let's talk about all things. So I have been doing this digital marketing for close to nine years now. And prior to that, I worked for Target. Okay. That's the red shirt. No, not, it has nothing to do with that, but I um, really was immersed when I worked at Target with powerful, powerful branding. Okay. And one of the things that Target is really well known for is its ability to, you see a red shirt in the store and you know that that is a customer service person or someone that you can go to, to ask questions, right? If you look at a bullseye, most of the people go Target, right? Or they know that that is target. They see certain types of things or they hear certain words and they know that that is associated with a specific brand. Disney is also really good about this, right? You go to like Disney Academy, you go to their Disney University, you learn not only about all the aesthetics that are Disney, but you learn all about how you take care of your customers and how that brand of Disney is important and is at the fabric of who you are as a business, right? Target does the same thing. So I actually was part of what they call business college at the time. I taught business college in my district for, my gosh, 18 years, 18 months, something like that. And had the opportunity to bring people who were, you know, either straight out of college, or this was, you know, a career that they were thinking about. 
and had the opportunity to train them specifically about target brand. Now, we went through all the different pieces of, you know, what do the acronyms mean? What is this tactical piece? What are the different areas of the store and of the company and who does what, right? That obviously is all part of your business structure, your foundation. And I think it is important as part of your brand for your teams to really understand, you know, internally how everything works, even externally, your customers need to understand it. But the one kind of non-tangible piece that we really focused on with Target was the way in which we treated our customers, the way in which we treated them in the store, the way we responded to them, the way that we helped them. And that went all the way from the people who were the cashiers all the way up to the senior level position that I had when I came to headquarters in um, 2008 here in Minnesota. And one of the unique differences about Target in particular, and this is not a conversation about Target, I'm just using this as an example, is that they called their customers guests, okay? They called their customers guests because that was a powerful strategy to help differentiate that customer experience when they were in the store so that they felt like they were a guest shopping within their own personalized store. Target wanted to make you feel like a guest in their store. So it was a guest service person. It was a, you know, guest service employee, a guest service this, a, a you know, we, we used that term holistically as a part of the brand that resonated with not only the team members, but the customers. They knew they were guests and they know they're guests when they come into the store. So why do I share all of this with you here initially when I'm talking about brands specifically? Because in today's market, there are, gosh, hundreds of thousands, if not more, online businesses right now. And we are focused primarily, my agency, Digital Dawn, is focused primarily in the health, wellness, and beauty space. And there are hundreds of thousands of health, wellness, and beauty brands that are out there. And it's really hard. This is a very competitive market. Health and beauty in particular is a really, really competitive market. And there has to be something that helps you as a brand or gives you as a brand some sort of powerful identity that resonates with your customers, with your clients, that is unique and different than all the other beauty brands. Now, why do people choose to go to Target versus Walmart in some cases? Well, these were the things that I would hear. I would hear it was cleaner. It was brighter. It was more friendly. It had more things. It was cheaper. It, all these things. Well, I think Target definitely is cleaner, definitely brighter, sometimes has more things. But when you really got down to the price, there really wasn't that much difference. In fact, we would do competitive analysis against other stores in our area to make sure that we were within pennies 
of those particular stores. And the only real differentiation between us and other stores that sold similar brands was the experience that people had when they came into the store. Now, you may be saying, Don, how do I even translate that into something when I don't have a brick and mortar business? I don't even know how to create that experience when people aren't coming into my business, right? Well, they are coming into your business when they're going to your website. You have to think of your online business as your brick and mortar store, right? So when someone comes to your website for the first time, what is the experience that they're having? What is that sort of brand strategy? strategy that you are putting out there that helps you differentiate yourself from all the other health and wellness or health and beauty brands that are out there. We know there are a lot of makeup brands. There are a lot of hair brands. There's a lot of face cream brands, but every person chooses a specific brand for a specific reason. Most of the time it's because they get great results. But a lot of times the draw initially is because something about that brand resonated with you initially, whether it was the look, the feel, the, the aesthetics, or it was the way in which it was presented to you. It was the way in which the copy resonated to you. It was the way in which the images were presented, the colors, all of that can be part of it. But when people think about brand and they think about brand strategy, they really hone in on it's a color, it's a logo, it's, you know, my brand board. And really what I want to say is that it is, it's just far more than that. Okay. It really plays a role in helping you differentiate yourself from the competitor. And, and I think when we all are faced with lots of different similar choices, we have a tendency to go with the thing, the brand that builds the loyalty that we have trust with, but that also makes us feel something. Right. And so thinking about how you do that as a business owner in the online space can be a real challenge. And here's what I've seen people try to do to differentiate themselves. They will use really flashy colors. They will be really loud in their logos or they'll be super muted or they will have a very uh, strong statement that they'll come out front with or something like, you know, disrupting or something not disrupting. You know what I mean? It's either polarizing. It's on one end or the other. And what I want to tell you is that the thing that I've noticed that creates the most, um, I guess the, the strategy that resonates the most with customers is a strong brand that can stand out in the crown, right? But it helps establish an emotional connection with our customers. Brands that can establish that emotional connection with their customers are the ones that have the power of the promotion, right? So again, you can buy the same products at Walmart that you can at Target, virtually pennies within each other, sometimes exactly the same price. But why would you choose to go to Target versus Walmart? because of the experience, because the emotion that you have when you go to Target, right? Versus some who prefer to go to Walmart have a different type of experience when they go there. I won't speak to that because I don't have as much experience in the Walmart space, but I'll speak to what I know from Target and how we would craft and create this message. And I think it translates so much into this online space. So let me give you some other good examples of companies that I think do this really well. So Target's being one. Um, 
there's also this Casper brand. Okay. It's an online mattress <laughs> retailer. Okay. So mattresses are, you know, one of those things that I think like, is there really an emotional connection to a mattress? Well, sure. To a certain de degree, you want the mattress to feel good. You want the mattress to last. You don't want it to be too expensive. You want to make sure that it gets a good night's sleep. Um, you know, you want to make sure all of these different things. Well, Casper is this online mattress retailer that's built a strong brand identity around its innovative, high quality mattress and its commitment to making sleep more accessible and more comfortable for anyone. Have you ever purchased a mattress without having the ability to sleep on it? There's got to be an emotional connection to why you would buy a mattress that you've never been able to sleep on or sit on or feel or touch or lay on that you would spend thousands of dollars, let's say hundreds to thousands of dollars on without ever actually being able to feel it, touch it, lay down on it. There's got to be some sort of brand emotional connection that is drawing you to that company. And I think Casper is a great example of a company that does that with a really non-emotional product, right? Sleep, brand, it's, it's kind of like, okay, you need a good night's sleep, you need a mattress, let's do it, right? But the reality is sleep is really important. There's an emotional piece around if you don't get a good night's sleep, all the things that happen with you. And Casper's been able to build this sort of emotional um, storytelling process this this brand that really helps people understand what they're going to get without ever having touched slept or felt the mattress before purchase interesting right the other thing that i think is really interesting is around fragrances now this can be any fragrance in particular i have a particular fragrance that i love every time i go to the you know store go to the mall i always like spray it i have it at home but how many of you have actually purchased a fragrance without ever smelling it the first time around now here's a brand that i'm really currently obsessed with right now henry rose okay um i'm on their text message list i am getting all their emails i have bought several of their different brands their different fragrances but i have never once before i actually purchased it i never once smelled any of the fragrances that henry rose has what i did see was a lot of other people talking about it I went to their website and it struck an emotional chord for me. Their brand is not anything too fancy. If you look at it, it's kind of black and white, very clean, very aesthetically pleasing, but nothing fancy, nothing polarizing, nothing overly dramatic, just emotional. So the names of their products, the names of their fragrances are amazing, right? Okay. So you can go into um, Queens and Monsters. I think they have Windows Down. They have um, Lazy, like all these really emotional brand names of their fragrances that give you a sense of what it is that you're going to purchase or what it is that you're going to get when you purchase it without ever having smelled it before. Like, how does that even happen? I can't even imagine like 10 years ago or maybe even less when you would think about buying a perfume without ever having smelled it before. That just doesn't even make sense to me. Like, how could I buy a fragrance and never even have smelled it? But this is uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's brand, if you don't know. And so I'm a big fan of hers anyway. So there's some brand awareness because of her name, right? 
I also have seen it all over everywhere. I have seen some of the things that I really like about cruelty-free, there's no parabens, there's no um, formaldehyde, carcinogens, all this just different things that I, I think are important for me when I'm shopping for a, a fragrance. But I never once smelled any of their product before I purchased it. And why? Because there really was this an emotional connection that I had to the way in which the product was presented to me. Okay. And I know that so many of you right now, Henry Rose is a big one that everybody is kind of going crazy for. And I think a lot of it has to do with the names of the actual products, right? And the one good thing that they're really doing now, that is the one thing that kind of sent me over the edge to purchase was that they had tons of samples of all of their different products. So they've got the sample collection where you get, I don't know, these little bottles of um, each one of the fragrances that you get to try um, before you buy the full bottle and you can try all of them and see which one you like and all that kind of stuff. But the names are what really kind of drew me in. A fragrance is a fragrance is a fragrance, but something about the name sheep's clothing, like what, what does that smell like? That intrigued me. Something about Jake's house, Jake who? And what does his house smell like? Like that emotional feeling drew me in to wanting to purchase the samples of this. And I'm actually in love with it. Okay. So I have a couple that I, I actually adore, but I would have never even thought about purchasing an actual fragrance or a mattress for that matter from a company that I hadn't been able to feel and touch. So when I tell you that having more than just a powerful logo or a powerful color or a powerful, um, you know, whatever it is brand there, there's gotta be all these other pieces that play into this identity that is going to resonate with your ideal customer or your ideal avatar. I think a lot of times, and we've talked about this in other podcasts, people don't spend enough time really understanding who their ideal client, customer, avatar, who that person really is. So it's kind of my message that I've talked about before. When you speak to everyone, you really speak to no one. And this is where that branding sort of comes into that powerful identity is really understanding who you are talking to and what words and emotions are going to elicit a, a feeling from someone who may or may not have ever experienced you before, who may or may not ever have the ability to like touch your product before they actually get it in their hands. Now, my brand, Digital Dawn, has changed over the years. I originally started my company under a completely different name. And as many of us, we evolve and change over time. And I think it was in 2019 or 2020, I, I changed the marketing agency name to Digital Dawn. Okay. Very clever, right? I get compliments about it all the time. And I really thought I was going to play off of the dawn factor, right? So I had this orange kind of a horizon looking dawn. I had these kind of bold colors that were black and orange and really kind of in your face and um, felt a little corporate-y still, right? Felt a little, I don't know, sort of big and bold. And I thought that was, you know, really great. Well, over the last couple of years, we've really honed in on who it is that we want to work with. We've really honed in on our target market. 
health, wellness, and lifestyle brands. Okay. So health and wellness, even lifestyle brands to a certain degree. And when I say lifestyle, I mean, things like, you know, pets and coffee and, you know, things that are part of your lifestyle. But when you think about health and beauty brands, you think about soft visuals. Sometimes you think about clean, you think about, I always go back to this um, interview that I had when I was in high school with Clinique for the first time. And I remember sitting at this interview and this is gosh, like one of the first interviews I'd ever had as a young person going in for a job interview. And I remember that the person who was interviewing me asked, what is the emotion? What is the color emotion that you think of? Or what is the color that represents Clinique the most? And I remember thinking, what? Like, what do you mean what color represents or what color emotion? What are you even talking about? Like, I didn't even know what they meant at the time, but I said green because if you've ever purchased Clinique, now remember this is a long time ago, but back in the day, all of Clinique was green. The women at the Clinique counters wore white, but all the packaging was green, this really specific green color. And that's because they did it on purpose. They were evoking an emotion by that color, right? Representing their brand. And I remember thinking as I was, you know, sort of thinking about who I wanted to serve and what I wanted to do with them, that sort of step back to what is the emotion that this color is creating orange and black for clients who are in the health and beauty wellness space, that doesn't translate. It doesn't resonate with them quite as much. Okay. So this last year we freshened up the brand, softened it up a little bit. It definitely resonates with my ideal client, my ideal avatar, a bit better, but I also changed some of my messaging. I had changed the emotion that we are really focused on when I talk to my ideal avatar. I really talk to my clients around, first of all, female-owned brands, I think are amazing, right? And I love working with all brands. It doesn't have to be female-owned brands, but I love female-owned brands. I love brands that are really working hard. And this is the real differentiator for me. Brands that are working hard to make the, the world a better place. And that might sound a little bit hokey, but it's actually part of my mission statement. We read our mission and vision statement every single week during our team meetings because I want my team to remember who it is that we're serving, why we're serving them, and how important it is to me as the business owner, as the company leader, as the director, to make sure that my clients know that I want to work with brands who are trying to make the world a better place. That can mean a lot of things to a lot of different people and a lot of different brands, but my team, I want them to think about that when they are representing me out in the online space, when they are talking about Digital Dawn, when my clients talk about me, when people see my brand, I want them to visually think about, oh, she could work in the health and wellness space. I kind of get that subliminally, but I also hear that emotion from her around wanting to work with brands that make the world a better place, right? That is one of the key components for my particular brand that I think helps resonate with others. It's my brand value. It's my belief. It's part of my brand voice. And it then is represented and translated into my brand visuals, but it also evokes an emotion, 
right? So all of these things, I think, are very powerful ways that you can build your brand identity outside of just thinking about brand boards and logos. Really think about how you're defining your brand identity. It's a critical piece and it can change. Like I have changed mine over the course of these nine years. It doesn't always have to stay the same. It has to morph and it has to change as your business continues to grow and change. But you want it to feel very in line with who your ideal customer is, who your ideal avatar is, and what it is that you're representing, that brand voice that you are sharing. Again, we've had several, I've given you several examples of, of companies that you know, really shouldn't evoke emotion based on what they're selling, or you really shouldn't buy something that you haven't been able to feel, touch, or smell, but you do anyway because of this powerful identity that they have created. So here's a couple of tips on things that I would tell you to just kind of start thinking about if you're questioning whether your brand identity is powerful enough, whether it's resonating with your ideal avatar or your ideal client, or if you've been in business for a long time and you just don't see seem to be hitting the mark with your clients, or you just seem to have trouble when your customers come there, they just bounce. This is part of conversion rate optimization. They bounce off your website, or maybe you're just not getting the right feedback. Here's some tips and things that I think you could start. So start with that really clear brand identity. So before you're creating brand guidelines, really make sure that you have clear and defined business values and business personality. Okay. So know who you are, I guess, is what I'm saying. Know who you are as a business and what you stand for. Like I said, my core values, my core beliefs are really around businesses that are trying to make the world a better place. So if you're just in business to make business and do things and, and your product doesn't help enhance someone's life, it's not making the world a better place through, you know, environmental sourcing, packaging, fair trade, you know, all sorts of, you're not a B Corp, you're, you know, all these things that could potentially, um, you know, help make the world a better place. That's who I am at my core. And that's the kind of customer that, or client that I want to work with. So making sure that you truly understand your own personal values and your own personal brand um, values as it relates to what you want to put into your identity. Okay. So that keep it simple. So as you heard me just start to talk about what all the things were, you probably all kind of tuned out, right? So, but when I say to you, I want to work with brands that help make the world a better place. You can remember that because it's simple and it's easy to understand all the tactical pieces of what that means. That's more for me internally. That's for our team. Those are things that we can tease out in some of our messaging, but really making the world a better place, working with brands that make the world a better place, pretty simple, pretty easy, and pretty accessible to understand, right? So keeping it simple and then providing examples of either customers that you've worked with, other companies that do that, ways that you are doing that, I think is important. So showing how you as a business are able to do those things is important. So messaging, color, feel, look, brand, logo, all the things, right? This all kind of comes into this powerful identity. And finally, 
updating it regularly. As I just talked about what you start off in business kind of thinking and feeling may over time really evolve into something very different. I know it has for me. I started off very much in a corporate consulting sort of way. And over these last nine years have really transitioned into where we are today at Digital Dawn, working with health and wellness brands that want to make the world a better place. Pretty simple to understand. My branding now, I believe, reflects that more. I think our colors, our aesthetics, our messaging, the way we're putting things out into the world really represent who we are as an agency and what we're trying to accomplish. So doing that, being able to, to clearly articulate that as a business owner. So when I interview and I do a lot of, you know, conversations with business owners, people who want to work with us, people who are on the podcast, um, just networking events. And I always say, you know, kind of tell me your unique value proposition or, or ways that you're really different. And sometimes that's pretty hard for brands to articulate. And that kind of tells me that they really maybe haven't spent a ton of time really thinking about that identity that they're trying to create or that powerful brand that they're trying to put out into the world, because what is it that's going to differentiate you from everyone else? It's going to be something like Henry Rose or Casper, or even I think, um, Dollar Shave Club is a good one, right? Like it's a subscription to a razor company for goodness sakes. <laughs> really funny. It's funny, funny stuff. And it's humorous and it's affordable and it's clever and quirky. I love Lumi. Um, they're a new, um, not new, but they're like a, a deodorant brand, right? They're, they're um, <laughs> Pitts Personals and Privates or something. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember the exact tagline, but it's funny. I know it's pits and privates for, for sure. Right. And it's, it's clever. It's quirky. It's created by a gynecologist. She's got, you know, a lot of science behind it. It works really well, but these are just some of those brand identities that are really powerful and really resonate. So think about that. If you're a new business, take the time, get yourself really thoughtful in how you're going to do this. It is far more than just about what your brand looks like, color and logo. It's about who you are as a business owner, what personality you want to um, put out into the world and how people are going to remember you, not only from your messaging, but also what you represent. So I hope this was helpful for you. Think about this. Think about how you can analyze all of the different elements of your own business. Maybe there's some things that you can do a little bit differently. Maybe there's some things that need to be refreshed. I'd love to hear from you on, you know, if any of these were hot topics, anything you took away from this podcast that you're going to implement in your own business or any other brands that you have found that do this really well, this, this sort of strategy for a powerful identity that resonates with your customers. If you know another brand that's doing that, drop it. Let me know. Tell me, respond to me. Um, give me, you know, a, a, an email or uh, follow me on social media and let me know for sure, because I'd love to one, interview them and two, be sure to follow them. And if that's you, be sure to drop your link, follow me along. And um, maybe we can have you on the podcast to talk about how your brand is resonating with your clients. All right. Until now, you guys, thank you so much. And thanks for listening to the Ecom Profit Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you've heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. 
If you'd like to see if you're a good fit to work with the Digital Dawn team, head over to digitaldawnagency.com forward slash contact and let's book a call. Thanks so much again and until next time.